Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well-being, and so much more. Not only do I do one-to-one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener, but you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. Hey everyone, and in today's episode, I am going to be talking about is how you communicate at work affecting your career progression? So for those of you who've been listening to this podcast for a while and you have stuck with all of the five seasons, then you will remember I did a previous episode um, in season two, three ways to communicate better with your colleagues. And in that episode, I dwelled into why (laughs) you should be communicating better and some of the things you should be doing and talking about active listening and speaking and all these kind of things. And this episode is a bit of an extension of that. However, what I would say as well is this episode is an expansion on things merely because I see that communication really, really stifles people, number one. Number two, the other thing that I think is very, very important in discussing around this is that a lot of people tell me that they feel that their lack of communication or their communication skills or how they're communicating is stopping them from progressing there in their career. And they want to do something about that. And I often, you know, work through this with my clients. And previously we've spoken about you know, introversion versus extroversion, and that can play into it. But I think there are a few key things that we've got to remember about communication. It's not this thing that one day, you know, we slip into and then we become the best communicator in the world. It's it's not about that. Communication and working on our communication skills is a ongoing journey. And I think a lot of people, when they are in a particular profession, And, you know, for many of you who are listening to this podcast, you still may be um, hybrid working or working from home or not going to the office every day. So for you, that face to face communication is missing a little bit. And so you may feel like a lack of confidence around your communication skills or you may feel as though you have stifled because of this. But we all have to do the work on our communication. That is the key thing that I want to say at the beginning of this episode. But what I'm going to do in this episode, I'm going to talk about some key things. The first key thing is I'm going to talk a little bit about what communication says about you, nonverbal versus verbal, introvert versus extrovert. I'm also going to talk about communication skills. I'm going to break um, those down a little bit. Um, The four styles of communication... um, types of communication styles how can 
this actually affect your career progression, you know, in terms of communicating? How can it affect it? And some solutions moving forward. So we've got a lot to cover in this episode. And I really promise I'm going to try and keep it within 35 minutes today. Um, I know many of you don't mind the longer formatted episodes, but I also just want to make sure because we are all really, really busy, that you are able to digest this in a way that works for you. So what does communication say about you? Nonverbal versus verbal, introvert versus extrovert. I've kind of broken this down a little bit, guys, because I think a lot of the time we can overthink communication. And this episode isn't about you going off and overthinking how you communicate with everyone from the person at your local coffee shop to who you're interacting with in a meeting, to how you're approaching a a presentation. This isn't about that. This is about just kind of educating yourself in a way for you to think about if it's stifling, if it's stopping you progressing in your career, but also to just give you that extra added a little bit of, how can I put it, empowerment to remember that your communication and the way that you communicate says a lot about who you are so that you can be the best version of yourself. So so what does your communication kind of style say about you? When we're talking about nonverbal versus verbal, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this when we look at the skills, because this is a skill. These are skills that we have as communicators. Our nonverbal behavior says a lot about us. So if you're in a meeting and you see a team member, and I'm speaking to the managers here who may listen to this podcast, and you see a team team like member who is playing on their phone or is looking down or is ready to fall asleep or is behaving in a way where they are not paying attention, I want you to think about how that makes you feel because What a lot of people don't realise is, and I think all of us know someone like this, and I'm going to break it down. We all have a colleague, we all know somebody in our lives who has a particular face, the the face where they just look very serious all the time, or they have kind of like a very kind of grouchy face. And that is their normal face. That isn't them, you know, communicating (laughs) and doing this thing where they're being aggressive that's just their normal face and sometimes if you meet someone for the first time and they're a new person and they've joined their team and that is their regular face that non-verbal behavior can come across as being a bit passive or it can come across as being a bit "Mm," like why is this person being this way so I want you to address firstly the kind of non-verbal behavior that you give off what do you give off when you're in teams, um, you know, online or on a Zoom call or when you're in person? Think about your nonverbal behavior and write down anything that you have had feedback on or you know that comes up for you. So, for example, with me, I have often been told I'm very expressive, which isn't a bad thing. However, sometimes I don't know how I'm coming across. Most of the time, I realise that because I'm quite animated and I am an introvert, um, I kind of do tone it down a little bit, um, especially because I've always been conscious of my behaviour. So sometimes with nonverbal behaviour, we can, you know, actually sometimes exhibit behaviours or do things without realising. Like the example I was giving about the board team member in a meeting, that for you may indicate that your manager 
or senior leaders think oh, this person's obviously not like bothered to be there or they were thinking about something else or this or that etc and although it doesn't really matter how people perceive you to a certain extent what I would say is that if you are somebody who is working with those people day and day and you're always turning up like that then you do need to maybe reassess what you can do to assert yourself in a way where people don't think that you're not taking things seriously and your work should be you know speaking for itself there's no doubt about that but what I'm talking about here is sometimes if you're always that person then that is going to be your reputation within your office and that also says a lot about your credentials so I want you to think about that I'm not blaming anybody I'm just saying that sometimes people can be judged wrongly with non-verbal behavior and so you have to be aware of that and have some awareness around that and if you're not sure how to approach this ask people that you know ask family members ask other colleagues how your non-verbal behavior is coming across and talk to them now let's talk about verbal behavior sometimes and we all know people in our office or people who we know who <laughs> say the wrong thing at the wrong time in meetings or when you go out for work drinks or whatever and the verbal behavior is too much and so when that verbal behavior is too much or it's blunt or it's not said in a very um, nice way, that can also be problematic. And I want you to think about any time where you have used verbal behavior in a way which has stifled people or it was just not the right way of doing things. Because we've all done it at one point or another. But also with verbal behavior here, I'm also talking about how you are using your verbal behavior to communicate, how you feel in the workplace, any important announcements you need to make, etc. We're now going to go into the introvert versus extrovert. So when I'm talking about this, and I did a whole episode around introversion and extroversion, I'm going to put it in the show notes so that you can go back and listen to it. I think it was in season three. Um, it's important to think about your communication style here because introverts I think there's a lot of assumptions about introverts just being quiet and I spoke about this with Gemma Stowe um, when we did an episode about introversion. An introvert isn't necessarily just quiet. An introvert is thinking a lot of the time, they are planning, they're introspective, they're just taking everything in. So when they're responding to something, whether it be a question in a meeting or they're doing a presentation, they're going to have a different style of delivery and that's okay. Versus an extrovert who will, you know, have a maybe a little bit of a bravada, may have a little bit more get up and go. And they're not introspecting as much. They are expressing themselves very openly, very freely. And so your communication style is going to be a little bit different. So I want you to also think about a little bit about where you fit within that. And there are no wrong or right answers. I'm not trying to put you into a box here. There are going to be people who are in the middle who are ambiverts. So if you are an ambivert, I do want to say to you that I think it's important for you to also think about your communication style and what communication style and where you thrive. Do you thrive more when you're at the office or do you thrive more when you're at home? Think about that and take note of that. I want you to take notes while listening to this podcast episode. So I just wanted to start off with that just to kind of set up a picture of where I'm going with this episode because I am going to be talking about communication skills and I'm going to be talking about the four types of communication styles but I thought I would just set up with that just to give you an overview and for you to 
take some notes and do some reflection. And if you want to pause here for a few minutes, go ahead and pause. But just take note that now what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit more about the communication skills that we have. And I found a few articles in relation to this. And what I will say about communication skills is that they're the skills that we can work on. So what I was saying at the beginning is that a lot of times <laughs> we think that, it, it, you know, we're done. And it's not that we're done all of a sudden, you know. We have to keep on working on that muscle, working on that skill. It's like when we exercise, when we go to the gym, right, or we do yoga, whatever form of exercise we're doing. We have to keep on building on these communication skills. The first type of communication skills that we have are interpersonal communication skills. And this is when we are face to face with people. So when we're in a team meeting or when we go into the office. And I think it's really, really important that people, you know, keep on building on those. And I have been hearing from a lot of people who are working from home now telling me, I'm not sure if you know, I'm communicating properly when I go back to the office. I feel a bit socially awkward. I feel a bit this, I feel a bit that. And that is also one of the other reasons I really wanted to do this episode. Um, and with our interpersonal um, skills here, one of the first ones that we have to think about is verbal communication. So how we're talking to people, and I've already spoken about that a little bit. How are we verbally coming across? What are the messages that we're saying? What is it that we're expressing? What are the words that we are choosing to speak? Think about that. And also, I would say to you as well, in terms of how you're coming across, do think about whether or not you're holding your tongue at certain times or whether or not you're expressing yourself and how you can articulate yourself in the right way. But your verbal communication is basically, you know, how you're speaking. Your nonverbal communication, and I've spoken about that a little bit, is how you're coming across when you're not talking, your body language. The other one is listening, which I spoke about in episode 55. And I spoke about active listening and, you know, the types of things that you need to do in order to active listen and what happens when you don't listen and what you can do to kind of use your communication skills in an effective way. So I would definitely go and check out this um, article it talks a little bit more about your presentation, written skills, personal skills, all those kind of things. But if we were to look at the four kind of, well, not four, there's five actually communication skills, the main kind of communication skills that we have are written communication. So what we're writing in our emails, what we might be writing in terms of when we're um, you know, writing a letter to somebody or we're doing something that is a written form of communication. And this could even include when we're doing our presentations, what we've got up in our PowerPoints or what we have when we're drafting documents. Because this is also a type of communication, even though it's to do with our work, because we are expressing our ideas, we're using it to do written language, right? So this is the first type of communication in terms of our skills. The second type is oral communication, like I mentioned, the verbal communication. We've then got non-verbal and visual communication. So non-verbal, as I said, I've already described, it's all about our body language. It's all about how we're coming across. The visual communication 
Um, that could be a little bit more around visual communication is more how we're using kind of imagery to express our ideas. So again, PowerPoints come into this. But also, if you are someone who works in a very visually aesthetic type of job, you're a designer, and I'm not just talking about a graphic designer here, any type of designer or artist, or you're doing something with imagery, this is going to be a very important part of how you communicate things. So if you are a website designer, or if you are an artist, or if you do something where visuals make up a huge part of the landscape of what you do, I think often what people don't understand is a lot of people who work in IT use graphs and charts to explain their work. I know that this comes up quite a lot for people who work in the architecture side of IT. So, you know, visual communication is actually really, really important and it makes up an important part of how not only we express our ideas, but how people do their work in a lot of different jobs. So this is quite an important skill to have. And I think often people don't necessarily um, pay heed to that. So I wanted to make sure that I, you know, mentioned that. We've then got active listening, which I've mentioned before, previously in the last episode, which is all about how you are listening to somebody. So if someone is talking to you, a boss or a manager, and they're telling you what part of important work you need to do, or you are communicating your ideas across to them, are they actively listening to you for more than two or three minutes? Has that idea come across? Have they listened? Is, has it been communicated? This is a very, very important communication skill. And then you've also got like contextual communication. And this type of communication is when you are having a conversation with someone and you're talking about lots of different things. So it could be based around a set of behaviours, um, a professional conversation, cross-cultural, online, academia, um, crisis communication. This often is actually used in the workplace to put across a point. And what I'll do is I'll make sure that I put some examples of how this actually comes across. This is quite complex and I'm not going to talk too much about this <laughs> because I don't want to take up too much time on this podcast. But I think what's very interesting about con uh, contextual communication is that there can be a visual context to it, which means that someone's using music or websites to express and communicate an idea. And this could be through an article, a physical context where, you know, there's sensors, microphones, etc. Or <clears throat> there could be data to bring across a point. So sometimes when you're, you know, within your job and you're looking at data to see how customers are using a particular type of software or if something's working, that contextual kind of data can then explain across an idea. And that's what kind of contextual communication is. You're expressing those ideas to communicate a wider topic and a wider team. And what I'll do, wider theme. And what I'll do is I'll put some examples of how this comes into play. But it's quite interesting. Quite interesting. Now what I'm going to do, so that I stay on course for this podcast episode, is I'm actually going to talk about the four types of communication styles. And please stay with me here, guys, because I know I'm talking a lot about communication, but I'm doing this episode to support many of you who, who, who want this information um, so the four communication styles 
And I think often what can happen with this is that people can feel a bit overwhelmed with this. So we've got passive communication. We've got aggressive communication. We've got passive aggressive communication, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. And we've got assertive communication. I'll put some um, articles in the show notes to help you and um, so that you can go and do some deeper reading into this. But I'm going to briefly go through each one of them. Passive communication, as it says on the tin, as we have all probably felt (laughs) at one time or another in the workplace, passive communication is when someone is not talking to you. They're not expressing anything. They're not showing anything. They're just passively sitting there or they're not at all expressing how they're feeling and this can be difficult when you're in the workplace because if you're not expressing anything if you have colleagues who are passive and they don't talk to you you can take it personally and that can cause maybe some conflict some misunderstandings and if you are coming across as passive in the workplace then people may not really want to go up to you to ask you for ideas Or, um, you know, that could be affecting your um, workplace progression. So anyone who is being passive may be doing it for a particular reason. And remember, I'm coming from the psychology perspective here. So don't always judge people who are passively communicating. There could be a reason behind that. And I think it's important to remember that. Let's now talk about aggressive communication. Aggressive communication pretty much says what it says again on the tip. Aggressive communication is when you are aggressively speaking to people. You might be a bit hostile towards other people. You um, might be a bit too expressive with your ideas. And in a workplace context, an an aggressive work colleague or an aggressive manager even may be shouting at people may assert their ideas a bit too harshly and may not talk to you in the right way. And this can isolate people in the workplace because when someone aggressively communicates with you, they may not listen to you. And this is why those skills that I spoke about before are so, so important. But anyone who is aggressive is also doing it with their body language as well. And that's an important thing to note, not just through their communication of what they're saying, but with their body language. And again, that also goes back to passive behaviour. Passive aggressive communication is much more kind of, I wouldn't say nuanced, but I think what I would say about passive aggressive communication is people who are passive aggressive, they may in a team meeting say something passive aggressive like, you know, something really, really good has happened and, you know, you're getting praise. And they may turn around and say something like, oh, well, um, I also contributed to that. No one listened to me, for example. So it could be something very, very subtle. And they could be that person who just likes to throw in a little wobbler every so often or just say something a little bit tiny and use sarcasm or just be a bit mean And do it in a way where they're trying to undermine someone. And that's what passive-aggressive communication is like. Again, it can be verbal, it can be non-verbal, but the person themselves could be passive in their body language but aggressive through their words, or they could be aggressive through their body language and passive with their words. So 
that's what the passive aggressive kind of behavior is and I think it's important to note that we've all met someone in our workplace or we all know someone um, within um, a work context who might be behaving passive aggressively and again it comes down to psychology here it could be that they feel they're being ignored um, at work it could be that they um, just don't like you whatever it is um, so I do think it's important to also understand why someone is being passive aggressive and the last one is assertive communication so once someone is being assertive they are direct to the point they say it like it is I'm often told I have very assertive communication and I when I was first told this in my 20s was quite shocked because I was told that I'm not assertive enough and I don't speak up enough but looking back I probably was assertive but someone who is assertive is honest about how they feel as well they um you know are respecting the kind of ideas that they have and they're asserting themselves and they're advocating for themselves and this is often what I encourage many of my clients to do if they're not being heard again you need to be able to do this in a nice way without stepping on too many people's toes there is a way that you can do this and sometimes when women are assertive that can be misconstrued as them being really aggressive and oh if a woman is assertive then oh yeah I better keep away from her but when someone is assertive they are able to not only communicate their ideas but they can be somebody who is able to voice their opinions and do really really well at work so there is no wrong or right about any of the styles that I have mentioned the assertive communication is probably the one that you want to go for the most but in terms of the passive aggressive there is obviously some things that are wrong with it um, aggressive behavior is also wrong passive behavior can also be wrong but what I want to say is I want you to go away understanding that when people are behaving in the first three that I mentioned passive aggressive aggressive and passive why if you're a manager it's your job to understand what is going on there and I found a really really brilliant article tackling actually and going through <laughs> what you should be doing to help people who are going through these things what is the way that you need to communicate with someone who is passive because sometimes when someone's passive they're going through anxiety they um you know there's something else going on there there's a pattern of behavior there and I will put that article in the show notes but there's some really really great tips here what I'm now going to do is I'm going to talk about some solutions moving forward so that you know your communication at work can help your career progression so the first tip that I'm going to mention and that I'm going to say is that I think it's very very important firstly is that if you have been working in a particular workplace at the moment and you've been there for a while and you are noticing that you feel your communication style and you know I went through those four types of communication style reflect on what your communication style is if you feel that you don't fit into those communication styles any of them that's fine I want you to 
ask yourself why. But I also want you to talk to another colleague or friend and ask them where you fit into those four. And it could be that you have a little bit of each of those four elements of style. And remember, there is nothing wrong with that. What, what you need to do now is you need to move forward in order to understand where you can ask for support and what you can do moving forward. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that if you are very assertive already and you still feel that's not helping your career progression, what are the other things that are going on in your workplace? Is it that within your workplace, that job that you have is not really the job that is serving you best. And I want you to stay with me here for a minute because, yes, I know I've spoken a lot about communication. But sometimes one of the main things that I see with my clients is one of the reasons they're not progressing in their job is because deep down that job isn't a job they want to stay in long term. So I want to reflect with you here and I want you to ask that question to yourself. Is this a job or is this a company that you can see yourself working in long term? Because I think often people don't ask themselves that question. They they put it down to something like communication or they put it down to something like, oh, this has happened, that's happened, it's my manager, it's this. But they don't ask themselves the questions of, do I really want to stay here any longer? And that could then mean that you need another job. So you then need to start looking for another job. And I'm being very honest here because I think often we bring it down to that. If we now put it down to the communication skills that I spoke about, I want you to then also reflect on your communication skills and how you are verbally expressing yourself, how you are using communication every day in your job. Firstly, write down and reflect what your job is and how you communicate every day. What is the written communication that you're using? oral communication that you're using do you do a lot of phone calls do you do team meetings do you have a lot of face-to-face meetings what is the non-verbal and visual communication that you're using in your job every day how much are you active listening and I want you to do a little exercise for me guys and I really want you to be honest about this you can uh, tweet me about this you can send me a message on Instagram if you're a podcast listener or you can also send me an email at trauma at traumagosh.com or trauma at the career happiness mentor.com once you do this exercise and let me know how you get on. Active listening is not an easy skill. And I think a lot of people think it's a very easy skill, but you have to practice it. And I think, and I'm not meaning to come across patronizing when I'm saying this because that's not my intention at all. A lot of people say, oh yeah, I listen. I listen to my manager, I listen to that colleague, or I've listened to this. But I want you, if you have an egg timer at home, or if you have any kind of timer that you can use, don't use your phone necessarily, but if you only have your phone, use your phone. (laughs) I have egg timers because visually you can see the time that is going down. Um, There's another timer that I use that is really good and it's like a visual timer you can get them on amazon and i'll put it in the show notes for you guys so that you can use it and it count down it counts down and it looks like a clock um i want you to listen to a podcast or an audio book for five minutes straight and not do anything else firstly that's the first exercise i'm going to set you and you might be thinking why is shama getting me to do that for five minutes 
And then after the five, and I don't want you to look at your phone or anything, you just got to do that one thing because that's what active listening is, firstly. That's the first exercise. The second exercise I'll give you in relation to active listening, step up here, just one more, is to have a conversation with a friend or a partner or somebody and for them to talk about something for two to three minutes. So they might be telling you about their work, they might be telling you about their favourite movie, they might be telling you about a book they've read recently and they need to talk for three minutes and you just have to listen. And you might be thinking, oh my God, why is someone making me do these exercises? I then want you, after each of these exercises, to journal about what came up for you. What was it like just listening to someone, looking at them with the second exercise and what you know, what did you want to say things? Because we most of the time always want to say things when someone is saying something to us. We want to. We really, really want to butt in, right? And that is where active listening plays a huge part. How often are you doing this and how much are you building on this skill? The reason why I gave you two exercises there, and I want you to do one and then the other one first, is with the five minutes of you listening to a podcast or audiobook and you mindfully listening you're going to absorb a lot of information and that is then going to train you up to do the next one where you're listening to a friend or partner, whoever it is, talk two to three minutes about a book or whatever it is they want to talk about for three minutes and for you to just look at them directly because this is that interpersonal communication that we're talking about here that I think a lot of people think they are doing but they are not necessarily doing. And then with the contextual information, this is something that a lot of people use in business, but they use within organisations to contextualise um, like things and to communicate ideas. So if you're pitching to a client, contextual communication is going to be very important to you because you need to express your ideas in a contextual way so that they understand everything about whatever it is you're going to do. And I want you to then also just reflect on how often you've done this in your job. So I've given you some exercises there and you're probably feeling a bit exhausted now. And I hope you've paused in places to really, really understand what I've tried to do with this episode. But the other solution that I want to say in terms of communication and how it, if it's affecting your career progression is I want you to reflect and ask people within your organisation, how do you feel about my communication style? Talk to your manager about it, see what comes up with them, and also reflect on a time where you have had difficulties at work. Maybe you've been a bit passive, maybe something came up, and your manager didn't work with you to resolve those issues. How did it make you feel? The reason I ask this question is because a lot of the women I work with have been passive-aggressive or passive. And as I said, there's been reasons behind that. And instead of, you know, being blamed for that, if you at the moment are finding it really difficult to communicate who you are at work and your manager is not supporting you and you feel as though you're the enemy (laughs) at work, what are you doing about that? Because that's also not good, right? In order for you to progress at work... What can you do to balance your communication style? If you think that you have a little bit of all of those four types that I expressed to you, 
how can you balance that out? And I think for people who are passive aggressive, if you are being passive aggressive because you're seeing other people progress at work and not yourself, then I do want to say to you that, you know, you're within your right to be a little bit annoyed. I get that. But if that is affecting your work and then, you know, the people within your workplace are thinking, oh, you know, I don't, I don't think we want to put them in management or put them on that project because they're going to put this person off or put that client off. That is going to affect you, right? That is. So I do think that it's very, very important that you assess when you are behaving that way. You ask your manager, you ask your team, you know, what what do you think I can do to improve? And if you, people at work are not helping you, then look for support from someone like me. Go to communication workshops. Think about what you can do. And I think there, is, there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution here. If you are really, really struggling with somebody and you are struggling with your mental health, because sometimes the way we communicate can be down to what's going on in our personal lives, seek counselling, talk to a professional, have a one-to-one with a trusted colleague if you feel your manager isn't going to listen to you, and then go to your manager and talk to them. Don't be scared to approach people. I think the toughest thing with communication that i found when I talk to clients or women or just generally to people online is people are very fearful of what will come out if they express their actual spoken voice. And I'm not saying that you should go and trade and say every single thing under the sun of how you're feeling. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I am talking about is if you feel that you're not being seen at work, how are you communicating that to your manager or to, to senior management or to the team without offending anyone? What can you do? Would it help for you to write it down first? And then to actually bite size and think about what can I say in a way that is verbally expressive and, you know, is not correct, but is articulate enough for me to show the integrity that I have for this job. And, you know, I actually really, really enjoy my job, but maybe there are some days because I'm working at home a lot of the time and I want to actually go more into the office express that to your manager you know don't be afraid to express how you're feeling about what's going on for you and what you want more at work as well lastly i just hope that you've enjoyed this episode please share this episode and if you haven't already please leave us a review and i would love to know what you think so if you do some of those exercises that i've mentioned email me and let me know how you get on thanks so much one last thing before I go that I wanted to mention is that I do have some limited slots to work with me one-to-one. So if you are a working professional and this episode has really, really resonated with you, please do reach out. You can email me, but you can also follow and go to the show notes and see the links for um, shomagosh.com under the work me section. And I've got all the links there, but But in order for you to potentially work with me, you need to apply for a 20 minute call and you need to fill in a Google form, which we'll see on there. So thanks again for listening. And I really, really hope this supports you wherever you are right now. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, 
please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.